What's up, everyone? I'm Hannah Rose, and I have an awesome guest this week, Isabella Charlton. Is that how you say your last name? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to Joe Rogan, and he was like, you can just use your first name. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm just going to be Isabella. Just, yeah, like Beyonce. Isabella, comedian Isabella. Yeah. And then, I, yeah, I already changed my Instagram just to Isabella is comedy. <laughs> That's funny. It's not is a comedian is comedy. Yeah. This, this is That's comedy. the definition of comedy. We changed it to Isabella. So <laughs> if you don't like comedy, you don't like Isabella. That's f- Have you gotten any dudes DMing you about your username? No, I don't think anyone reads your username. I get guys who will slide into my DMs being like, who's the real Hannah Rose? Uh, since mine is the fake Hannah Rose. Right. I've had like 20 different guys do that. And I'm like... Are, it's already been done you, someone else has already tried that line yeah i don't know i haven't i just haven't had any like strangers slide into my dms i've had like i have my hardcore fans who will always message me about whatever i post um yeah. who I, I don't know them but they're like really seem very nice they send me always supportive messages that's good um yeah, but yeah no strangers recently i'll only get strangers if i like do kill tony or something and then i'll get mm. a bunch of Right, randos. Rando. You've done Kill Tony before? Yeah, I did like three times. Okay. That's what I was thinking if I go to Austin, maybe I'll get on it. Maybe. Do you know him, kind of? Kind of. Like, he's, he's said hi a few times. I think if you're coming from out of town, there's <gasps> a This likelihood. guy messaged me. Hey, it's Derek. <gasps> oh. You know what it makes me think of? Did you see Zoolander? No, actually. Gosh, you're so um, not my generation. Hey, <laughs> Zoolander is a really funny film. About mo- male models. Yeah. With, uh, De- who is it? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Anyway, his name is, is his, his name or someone else's name in it? It's like, it's Derek, but they call it Derelique. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. I don't know what it's about. I just remember, whenever I think of Derek, I'm like, Derelique. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, b- before the podcast, we were talking about dating and we were starting to do that again now that, you know, COVID's kind of subsiding. Did you stop? Did you stop? I had a boyfriend during COVID. That's perfect. No, it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, he was very anxious. I feel like I might have got back. If I was really stuck in LA for the whole COVID, I might have gone back with my ex and that would have been like the biggest mistake. Yeah. Just, just out of like loneliness. The guy that I was dating, I don't think I would have dated him for as long if we weren't in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. He just was kind of there and I was like, I guess this is who I'm with. I would really have liked someone there. Like I might have stayed in LA if I had someone there. Yeah. He was, we didn't even see each other. We saw each other like once a week, really. Oh, okay. You weren't living together. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, I, w- I would want someone there to live with me. I'd yeah. Be like, this is your home now. Stay. Here's a blanket. <laughs> Don't come in here. Put a little chip in his neck. Yes. So you can find him when he leaves home. Be like, that's the vaccine. <laughs> uh, no, my, I was dating a comic. <laughs> Rough. Uh, he yeah, moved, I but he, now he's probably moving back. Ugh. Moving by where? Here. Oh, okay. We Went broke up because he moved to another state. Anyways, it's a whole thing. But um Yeah, I don't take comics. Yeah. I knew that they even before even buy dinner and then it's like <laughs> Like, the only comic I've, like, semi-dated, we've literally just gone to drive-thrus. Yeah, and then I'm like, so this can't progress real. unless that's, we go for dinner. That's like. so real. Yeah, I've dated a three, and I think I've learned my lesson to not... I It's just too distracting. Like, my ex, I think he's moving back to L.A. I don't know. That's what my mom says he posts on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I don't... Stop following him on Instagram. That's so sweet. Uh, she's like he seems like a catch that's like my mom she's like the homeless guy seems like he likes you go for it <laughs> she's just she was like i just want to let you know i think he's coming back into town i was like god damn it now i'm not to see him i've already told a bunch of people he can't get his dick hard and he Ooh. knows it like <laughs> that's what you get for so breaking up specific. with me a day before you leave to another state so specific i know but so what, yeah i don't know yeah, I j- I'm just kind of at this point where I'm I like... I can't talk about people's bodily functions. Like I, would, um, I will if I'm bitter. If you're, okay. it, it, like we were talking before, I, had, I, I got stood up by a bald man. Like It's tough. 
I got done. My ex is a homeless man who dumped me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going in. Like, I'm not going to be nice about this. (laughs) I will tell everyone about your erectile dysfunction, you asshole. Mm. How dare you dump me to live in your Dodge caravan? (laughs) Yeah. Um,. But yeah, you j- you just got back into LA. I would be too worried they talk about my erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like too embarrassed they'll bring mine up, and I'd be like, they're like, she can't do this. Well, like, I oh. I only date guys that I'm better than, so you know, like, there's not much they can say about me. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't really date guys that were on the same level. Okay, just to protect yourself. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But then I get dumped by them anyways, so I'm like, I might as well just get dumped it's by a, a hot lose, guy. Lose. I'm exactly the same. I remember my whole life when I was a kid, I was like, I'm gonna marry an ugly man who will love me, and then I'm like, they don't love me anyway. Yeah. Like regardless <laughs> of how they look, so <laughs> might as well punch up. I know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm learning. I keep dating like these ugly kind of losery dudes because I'm like, they need me. Like I'm, yeah, I'm the best I'm they're the gonna goddess. get. Yeah, and then they still treat me like shit. And I was like, I might as well just have a male model treat yes. me like shit. <laughs> exactly. If I'm going to let a guy treat me like shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you just got back into L.A. from Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. How has that? How how was that, how was that? in Hong Kong? Um, Super nice going home mm-hmm. at first. And then um, like hang, out, uh, hang out with my mom. And then my mom being like, I need space. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> okay she's like please don't annoy me when i come home and i'm like all right <laughs> yeah um so yeah pretty good because uh they didn't really lock down there properly they always had quite a lot of things open like businesses never mm. offices never shut um stand-up was like off and on stand-up was like it was on for like three months and off for three months and on for three months gotcha. but it was it was enough i got to do it quite a bit okay yeah so kind of tell me what the scene was the like scene. Well, it's such a tiny scene so yeah i was saying like if you go to Denver, I don't know if it's similar, like it'll, it's like a small pond. Mm-hmm. So like they already have their big fish in a small pond. Right. And uh, it's a difficult place because in terms of like your career progression, it's kind of halted at a certain level if you're in like a small pond. Right. Uh, you know, in, in LA, the sky's the limit. In LA, you're hanging out with someone at the comedy store who's like the same as you and then the next day they're on tv and you're right like, How, wow yeah amazing. they're touring and then yeah, yeah. and yeah. that can genuinely happen it genuinely happens to people you know right and so that doesn't happen in smaller places unless people leave so people can become like more bitter or like just want to have more of control over the place and the shows right yeah so are all the people who kind of do stand up in hong kong from there no 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 it's like a total mix there's some like really great like really local comedians mm-hmm. and then you know there's some brits some americans it's quite a cosmopolitan place gotcha gotcha um yeah i mean i definitely feel like i feel like most smaller markets you know it's some big fishes and small ponds and then you you have to leave at some point to go somewhere else do any of those big fish go to other places i mean obviously not covid wise but i don't think so I they just like kind of stay yeah because it was also like a lot of them have really good jobs in hong kong like gotcha. like some of the best comedians there are like are investment bankers oh <laughs> they just happen to be really good at comedy so it's like even if they went to pursue comedy mm-hmm. they would never make as much money as they do as an investment banker in Hong Kong. Right, right. So is there kind of a career path in Hong Kong for comedy or do you kind of, is it just kind of like a side thing that people do? I think it's like, a, it's very much like a side thing. Gotcha. Um, I mean, people can, within their existing career, they can take it seriously. Like they can tour Asia, but they would just match it up with their like holiday dates and right. they would never make a full-time living out of it, I don't think. Gotcha, gotcha. I um, think some people are trying to uh, like, open like a club or something and trying to trying to like make something yeah happen. but that's that's as the producer type like you could definitely do stuff as a producer but gotcha you'd have to marry the comedy and the organizing managing kind managing, of yeah. kind of stuff gotcha what what's kind of like the humor there is it different than here it is really different because hong kong is like it's not that pc right it's kind of like a bubble mm-hmm. of like anything goes yeah so um definitely things that are funny there like wouldn't be funny here and right. vice versa 
interesting i was at a mic last night and i'm just so immune to people saying crazy shit like this guy he got pepper sprayed like the other day for like harassing these women oh wow and he like goes up on stage he's like these bitch ass cunt dykes like and he's like up there they pepper sprayed me and i'm just like i'm not even that phased by it i'm like yeah I, I get why you're here now. I kind of love open mics. I just love open mics. Like I love hearing about people's bad days. It's like how well, how can your day compare to that? Like you just got pepper sprayed by a bunch of people. Spray. Like what did he do to get pepper sprayed? Like walk too close? Like, I don't know. Like I guess he's homeless. Uh, <laughs> he's a homeless man. It's a lot of comedians. He lives in a van. Yeah. And I guess these like women were being loud and then. Oh, he got upset because they were like disturbing him. Yeah, I guess they're being loud, and then they, like, wouldn't turn the music down, started screaming at them, and then, like, they pepper sprayed. I don't I even know. I feel really bad for him in this <laughs> scenario. Like, I, I literally hate neighbors being that loud, so, like... They're all homeless people. I, yeah. That's <laughs> Which is also funny that homeless people have, like, the same problems. Yeah, exactly. As, as us. As everybody. Um, Except I can go to my landlord, and he will do nothing. Yeah, and he got pepper sprayed <laughs> But the way he was acting about it, I was like, you you sound crazy. Like, I don't even know if what he was saying was true. He, like, he kind of yeah. sounded almost a little schizophrenic. Aww. But I just was like, I was just thinking about normal people. If they were here listening to this, they would be so scared. But I was just like, of course, this is what I'm doing on a Friday night. Listening to this guy talking about getting pepper spray. I kind of, I kind of love it, though, because you go to open mics and it's like, it's not it's not quite AA, but it's like it's yeah it, you really it's hear, a meeting <laughs> you really hear about people's problems and it puts everything in perspective and it it it, it allows you to meet people you would never meet right that's yeah. what i love about it yeah so yeah i mean you just see the, the different range of people people and yeah i'm going back to just being kind of immune to hearing crazy shit like like i have female friends will be like this guy told me to smile on the street and i was like that's nice in comparison to the shit i hear <laughs> all right I, I i'm dating this one dude and he made some joke it was fine it was whatever it was a funny joke and he was like it was just a joke like a, and i was like dude there's there's literally nothing you could say that would offend me i, <laughs> I hear the most insane things I, I don't get offended unless someone's like really mocking me and then like something Something of my inner child that's like, hey, right, don't mock me. I was at this one mic. Oh, God, this poor man. He was like, he just started complaining about how people make money and how he can't make money. And he starts asking me, like, what I do for a living. And this other guy that I do photography and this other guy is like an editor. And he was just kind of like bitching on us. And, you know, I didn't care. I was like, this guy clearly is poor and, you know, <laughs> has problems. Yeah. And he's being, he's being like a huge asshole. And even the, the host was kind of like, you got to calm down. And he goes to sit down and someone goes, what do you do for a living? And he goes, I fix vending machines. <laughs> like screams and he's like he's like banging his hands down like a two-year-old and he's like fuck you all (laughs) and i was like this is crazy so that that guy was upset he couldn't make enough money fixing vending machines i i i guess he was pissed off that people do easy jobs and make a lot of money oh okay okay well, yeah, like people invest in crypto. Or- yeah, yeah, and then he was bitching on, you know, being a, you know, my job, and then, yeah, he was like, I work really hard, and then he starts like screaming, and like he did what like two year olds do, he like banged his arms down. And I was oh, like, I just, I just feel so bad for him. It's like, the f- <laughs> yeah, it's like so must be so frustrating. I know, but I'm just like. There's a grown man throwing a tant- tantrum. Like this but is But that's what I like love about stand up. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Me too. that if you hate your job, you could just go there and be like, you know, just rant about how everyone else is making easy money. And you know what? You might get a laugh and it might become a set. Yeah. It might not. It might just be your crazy day. Yeah, yeah. But the next time you go, you'll come with a different rant and there might be something that might be a kernel of like a very funny of set. Something. Yeah. yeah. No, I love I mean, I 
and, and then the host after was like are you okay and i was like no i'm fine like that dude was just going through something yeah i yeah. get it it was i thought it was hilarious and it's cathartic it's like that person's you know truth and yeah this, moment this, and i would much rather this guy do that than like kill a bunch of people of course <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, so how's the photography going how long have you been doing that um i've been doing it for a little while it's been kind of off and on during covid i've been starting to do a lot of like women's only fans oh cool um, that's kind of niche kind of a nice niche yeah it's kind of cool just as a female yeah photographer. people feel more comfortable having you yeah yeah so i've been doing that for a bit i'm trying to get into like recording other people's podcasts and um that kind of stuff but yeah. Yeah. What yeah. would you just like show up with your equipment or they'd come to you or you'd have a studio? Or? Either or. I mean, like this equipment, you know. Yeah, it's bomb equipment. Yeah, yeah. And I just can take it to wherever they come yeah. to my place and I can edit it. I got all the equipment, oh, the awesome, software awesome. and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's kind of what I'm trying to get more into. Um, yeah. So, so since you were doing stand up in Hong Kong, are you now that you're back in LA are you gonna have to kind of change your jokes I'm super like I haven't been on stage yet so I'm like I have this general fear of like what's gonna happen like things like worked so well there will not work here and vice versa right so you're still when when I got to Hong Kong like I had to change all my jokes yeah especially like my jokes at the beginning because you really have to tell jokes at the beginning that people really can laugh to and feel safe with and then you can take them to weird places but like the beginning has to you to make them feel comfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you got this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm super interested to see if anything I've worked on last year has resonated at all in LA or maybe people will be like genuinely upset. Yeah, they'll be like, no, you have to scratch it all. Yeah. Oh, that'd be such a bummer. That would be a bummer. Um, Rachel was saying that you were doing like hour long sets. Were you? No, more like 20 minutes. Oh, okay. I definitely, I definitely increased my time. Like, cause in LA, it's so hard to even get that much, get time. a 10 minute set. Yeah. Um, so if I was regularly doing like, you know, over 10 minutes, that was like a growth thing for me. I really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. 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 It's really difficult in LA to even get enough time yeah, to do to longer travel. sets. You yeah. You definitely have to travel to do that. Yeah. And it's, and the order of which you do jokes is it really that's like its own kind of way of making the joke work or making it oh, flop. Oh, for sure, yeah. And it's hard to even know if things will work if you can't even if you're just doing like five or ten minutes. Yeah, sets, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you don't even know. You're so limited um, in knowing like you know what you could achieve on stage like right you know something that maybe wouldn't work in five minutes needs a 15 minute set yeah of them get getting the to know you and comfortable yeah. and yeah and, and just also just forming different l- set lengths and having those jokes be in different orders like that's also like a five minute set yeah. or an eight minute well, or a seven even or a testing t- your basic memory like right. when I started getting like over 10 minute sets, I was like, no, I can't do this. I only, I only know I remember five minutes. Cause like, that's all I was getting. Yeah. But like, it's obviously you just grow and stretch and get better. Yeah. So it's really yeah. cool to have the opportunity. What's kind of your process of putting like a set list together? Uh, definitely just like for ease of memory, trying to think of like themes, like, gotcha. This will be my, I read a lot of jokes about growing up in Hong Kong when I was in Hong Kong because mm-hmm. people could relate to that. And also I speak Mandarin Chinese. So I le- read a lot of jokes about speaking Chinese. Gotcha. So I just kind of like have an idea in my head, like these are my growing up in Hong Kong jokes and they'll, they'll, be, they'll be about five minutes of material and then find some way to group jokes together meant like th- thematically and then put them all together. Gotcha. Gotcha. Were you just doing sets in English? I was, but I was making jokes about, like about, uh, like a lot of times I speak Chinese and I can't understand what people are saying about me. And there's mm. like a lot of times that like saying like bad stuff or like funny things. Right. So there was some jokes where I like just mix some Chinese in there. And gotcha. Just say they were saying this. Do most people that live in Hong Kong that speak English also know Mandarin? It's such a mix. Gotcha. So like half, so like half the audience won't understand. So I'll have to give the translation as well anyway. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I try to group jokes. Are you... 
I've seen you do stand-up, but you, you do a lot more just, like, jokes. You don't do a lot of storytelling. Yeah, do I do, do a lot of one-liners, but then I've kind of learned how to group them more so it can make you think it's a story. Gotcha. Or, like, more thematic. Because, like, if all the one-liners are just completely unrelated, then you're like, maybe this is jarring. So right. I make them more thematic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like doing one-liners, it's more difficult to get people on your side and also people g- getting to know you is a little bit more difficult yeah for sure you know yeah. um i was talking to um our mutual friend rachel and it's like a big thing that people like is like when they hear like things aren't going well for you like when you talk about when i talk about like my love life is like terrible like that seems to like bring the audience so much more on side yeah and then you can just do weird one-liners and they're happy with it because they're like okay yeah, I like she struggles fact, like us. I like the fact this girl has nothing good going on in her <laughs> life. Now she can be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. We get it. <laughs> now I can. Now I can go along with these jokes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It is very interesting, like learning the art of getting people on your side. Yeah, so then you can say things it's that aren't, to, appro- aren't yeah, quote, I like appropriate. Yeah, I feel said to me like ages ago, he's like, likability is the most important thing. And it was like something I just ignored. I was like, I'm not likable and I don't need to be likable. But yeah. actually, that's not true. I am like, I do have likable qualities. Yeah. And I can bring those out. And if the audience likes you, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You can talk about being a mass murderer if the audience likes you. Right. Like, yeah yeah I, I that's something i've noticed where i might have some edgier kind of material and if i kind of do it right off the bat it, yeah, it yeah. Just, you can alienate. It, it just it yeah. just makes the room so and flat it's, and it's hard because you, you you will as you get better as a comedian you take responsibility for it more you're like okay i damaged my relationship with the audience by bringing that right out yeah too early. and you could because you can you realize actually you're in complete control about how the audience perceives you Mm-hmm. and you can't when you're like beginning you're just like oh it's just a bad audience they didn't get me but yeah. no like you can set the audience up to get you right yeah and it's your responsibility and you need to make them feel safe and you need to do all this extra work so like that's definitely a learning curve for me that i have learned more about yeah i i hate when people use the excuse of like the audience just are assholes or blah, blah, blah. it's like no like no you gotta own it well that's the thing like they're like the room's dead it's like yeah people that are up well yeah one that's your job two people don't go into situation like they're there to have fun like they're not there to like hate their lives yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) like they didn't go they're not there to like feel pain yeah yeah. they're not like i want to be stabbed in the eye today i will go to a comedy show i mean maybe a a minority but the majority are like i just want to laugh yeah most people that go out they're going out to have a good time And it's your job and especially to provide in Ameri- that. Especially in America. I would say American audiences are some of the best in the world. Yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not really out there to heckle you. Right. Um, yeah, I hate that excuse. I do love when comics say that and then you get up on stage and then people laugh and you're like, it was just you. <laughs> but I do feel like if you have that kind of energy on stage of like, fuck you guys even if you don't say it like they can tell yeah and like, but sometimes even with that fuck you energy the audience can love you yeah and there's just something you have to do differently and like you need to work out what it is for you yeah like some people like some audience love being screamed at yeah like some audience love it when you're like like sh- a shut up or like. <laughs> <laughs> but i but i think you can do that but there still has to be like a hint of not a hint but there definitely has to be a hint of like respect for the audience yeah you can't it, it has to, it has to be without malice yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah 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 but if you really kind of have disdain for everyone there it's like well fuck you too like yeah yeah especially yeah. if you're not famous yeah. it's like well who the fuck are well, you the audience has to think like this this is a comedic angle to like this right. is a character this is a comedic thing but it's so easily they could not think that if the comedian was like less experienced or not yeah. able to portray their likability within their crazy character right yeah um so how are you how, how are you gonna go about reworking material for here well i just have to go up there just, and you see. see what happens yeah <laughs> you have to like that's the thing you have to fail you have to burn you have yeah. to like be burned and just learn from it yeah get up as much as possible yeah i always i 
I always have like non-comic people be they always they'll say things like um is it is it hard bombing like when do you stop bombing i'm like you'll do that for the rest of your career yeah. like that's just a part of it like you famous and people it's an do amazing poorly too thing. it's an amazing thing bombing yeah because you'll never feel worse right <laughs> you'll never feel more raw and real and humbled and well i'm not i'm kind of at the point where i mean it's a pet i mean if i'm trying to do like a big show and it kind of means something then i'll be bummed but at mike's i'm like the point oh is, yeah 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 the point is that i'm not gonna do well i'm trying new things out yes that's the point. If you went to a mic and everything got a laugh, but they weren't funny, that would be worse for you. Yeah. That would be, you'd be, you'd get no information. Yeah. Yeah. If your parents were just at the back laughing their asses off, if you just say a one word, like my parents don't find me funny at all, so they wouldn't do that. <laughs> but like, it's not helpful for you. Yeah. The point is to see like what works, what do people relate to, but yeah, and I don't I don't like mics that are like really supportive. Do you know what I mean? Because then you Too don't supportive. Yeah, yeah. Because then you don't get that honest feedback of what's funny. Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed I know people who kind of go to like safe space kind of mics. I did that in quotes. No, you know I can see. But yeah. like you just don't grow because yeah. you're just in this bubble of everyone yeah. everyone's supportive and laughing and yeah. paying attention. It's there's definitely like um some kind of middle middle way because it's like if you just got shit right and you had no no one like giving you a lifeline being like you're funny keep going yeah i could get like you would get discouraged too quickly um so that's what i really liked about la i feel like there was like a really nice mix community like you know female comedians like uh people were still like you're funny keep going right even if, even if you bomb yeah they'd be like we got what you were trying to go yeah, for yeah you make me laugh, so keep going. Like, yeah. 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 Um Yeah, how long have you been doing stand up in LA? Oh gosh. Is this where you started doing stand up? So like I had um it is where I like properly started, but like I did try stand up, like got on stage like once or twice somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. in London when I graduated university, I took a class, like um just like one of those I remember was it four week or eight week class but they had a show at the end mm-hmm. and I was so nervous and I did the show and then never did it again for a few years yeah and then did I the show go well it did go well but I was I had a lot of anxiety like I had like it's a weird it's a weird thing when I'm anxious I'll often like scratch something have a cut and like keep picking at it like mm. a weird self-harm thing yeah to get the adrenaline like and I, I remember I had a cut inside my nose and I kept like picking at it. And it was like <laughs> bloody and gross, but it was like calming me down just before the show. <laughs> it was so disgusting. And I was like, this isn't healthy. I shouldn't yeah, feel yeah, like, like I this. need to stop doing yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed it though. Do you remember what kind of jokes you did? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. It was all about this breakup. And <laughs> it was like a really dramatic breakup for me. And I, I was I was like you know, like when we broke up, I like text him like I don't know a hundred times or something, and then I and then I was like, and then my mother said, "Be dignified," and and then at the end I was like, and I went into the bathroom and I saw this really large like family sized shampoo bottle, and I was like, my relationship didn't last the length of this shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you did like slam poetry. Yeah, it was a mix. Yeah. I feel like everyone kind of starts stand up when they're in some sort of crisis. Oh, it was a crisis. It was for yeah. sure a crisis. It was like a very sad time. And like, I remember the stand up teacher didn't believe I was doing stand up. He was like, I think you're just an actress trying to play you're a just role. Doing a monologue. And I was like, no, this is like my soul I'm talking about. Like, this happened. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then um, I think it was a few years went past and then I did some kind of performing stuff when I was in Beijing and then I kind of got back to stand up and I did a maybe like two or three mics or shows there and then and then I moved to LA and I visited LA thinking I wanted to be an improv person (laughs) isn't that insane I can't imagine you being an improv person I can't even imagine it myself wait Um, so so you visited LA thinking you were going to do improv yeah that's interesting I took a class at Second City and the class the teacher was like move here be an improver and I was like okay (laughs) come to our cult <laughs> i was like all right it sounds like a wait where, idea. where was the second city class Se- second city oh it was here yeah oh, okay so you did a class here and then they were like stay yeah. one of those like 
you know in a week classes gotcha an intensive kind of thing yeah i was like gotta figure out a way to move to america it took me like six months to or a year to sort out the visa and then came to do improv (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how long i did it so you visited here yeah to take the class or just to take the class how did you know of second city um how did i know of it was is this improv a big place in it's no 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 it's not big at all but like you start that's what i'm wondering you start to hear like i think you research comedians and you're like how did they start and they're like oh, gotcha so you were kind of interested in comedy in comedy generally yeah so then you were like oh they're talking about ucb and yeah and okay. i'm like this sounds like a magic ticket like gotcha gotcha yeah because yeah, improv is it is kind of interesting in the way i mean it was invented in the united states which yeah. is like interesting someone knocking i don't know i think they went to there who knows could be a delivery yeah um but yeah to me improv is interesting from people not from america's perspective because it is something that was made up here yeah and just taken so seriously here. yeah it's taken very seriously here but just just seeing how it like it expands to other countries yeah i mean i think it's like kind of revered in other countries in the sense that it just seems like kind of magical and then right you'd have to go to america to really learn how to do it yeah yeah and i know a lot of teachers from here that they go all over the country to teach improv because there isn't improv like you yeah. can't learn it anywhere else yeah um okay so you were kind of like i kind of want to do comedy kind of seeing like how to do that yeah. so then you came to la to do a class and then yeah. wanted to stay also screenwriting i was like taking i took a was taking classes at ucla gotcha and uh, i was like this is my life now i'm a, an improver and I, th- <laughs> I did it for like a year i took the whole ucb yeah but, like really quickly like back to back like yeah. spent a fortune yeah and then i was like actually and then it's all the ucb is like all about like auditioning the big audition for like the main stage or the right the some kind of company or to be in a yeah herald team or yeah a herald team yeah i did the ad- first like i did the audition and it just went so badly and i was like actually this seems really hard yeah <laughs> like and, and everyone's and those are all these rumors like you have to be doing it for seven years and you have to be doing it well, the thing with and improv, i was like i don't know how i got back to stand up but i was like this is something i can control i can right. do it in my own time and i can just put in the time and advance as quickly as i want to right and the thing with improv is it's difficult for people to translate it into getting work. Yeah. You kind of have to do sketch and then you kind of have to do writing. Like improv kind of supplements those things, but you yeah. can't really make money solely as an no, no, improviser. No, no, no. You have absolutely to not. you have to apply it to other things. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I don't think you can make money out of any of the sh- stuff solely. Like even stand up, I feel like yeah, you people have to. are either actually doing screenwriting or acting. I right. mean, very few people are like selling out massive stadium stadiums. A few people are. Yeah. But it's mainly like you kind of get this persona, this foothold, and then people are like, I want to hear your voice. So right. come and write or come and create. Or if if you're like such a good performer, go just be in a sitcom or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, improv is definitely a difficult thing to kind of do anything. You have to apply it to different things. Yeah. Um, so you did the UCB and then you kind of started doing I, that's what i did i started with improv and then i yeah i did like all of io all of the pack theater i was taking second oh, city yeah I wanna that's ha- really cool there was like these i i didn't know enough about improv to know about like the cool offshoots like oh yeah the pack was a the, cool the one. punk kind of yeah yeah indie. and what was the other one the nerdist was a cool one. oh yeah that doesn't exist anymore yeah and it's so sad yeah yeah I still like improv. I'm on. I'm on a house team at the pack. Oh, good which for is, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we haven't been really doing shows, obviously, but I still like it. I do think it helped me get out of my gets gets you out of a shell if you have a shell. Yeah, it, I don't think I would be able to do stand up without having done improv. Yeah. Um, and I do apply some of the things I learned from improv to stand up, but I I I just like stand up way more, and yeah. and I do like the control of 
I like you get to go up as many times as you want. Yeah. Progress as fast as you want. You know what's weird for me? It's like I almost like the responsibility. Like if I bomb, it's my responsibility. But right. in improv, you're on stage with a bunch of people, and I'm just like you're letting all these other people down. No, they're letting you down. Oh. And I'm like, I would have shone. <laughs> you guys did not pick up the ball, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes that is frustrating when other people are just like, yeah, acting dumb, and you're like, come on, guys, like it's so hard though. Yeah, <laughs> like you can, it's like it's a harsh thing to say because it's like so difficult. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> and a good improver makes everyone look good, right? And I think I was more like I'm kind of a selfish improver. Probably I was like, I want to look good, and you need to support me. And right. you said the wrong thing. And <laughs> <laughs> I do like improv because it. it I think it's it's really difficult to be good that's the thing with improv the show is either lightning in a bottle like the coolest thing you've ever seen yes. or it's horse shit yes. there's no like there's in, no in between. between there's no in between <laughs> there's no like that was okay no there's no okay improv it's like it's that like was the worst <laughs> thing you have ever had to sit through or perform in in your life or yeah. it's like magic i know i know yeah there's no in between but i do i like that challenge of like it's either horseshit or amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's kind of how I got into stand-up. And occasionally, stand-up. like in my UCB4 class, I'd be like, we're doing it. We're doing something amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never been able to do something amazing in an improv team in front of an audience. Right, right. <laughs> it's always in class where you have like the best. Yeah. Or rehearsals or whatever. Yeah. It is frustrating. Like if you do have a really good show, you're like, well, I guess that's gone forever yeah. <laughs> like no one's seeing that we're not we can't recreate it no you don't even film it because improv does not translate well no not at all on film. i was on like a couple indie teams and we were trying to get into like improv festivals so we would have to record our set it was so bad like yeah. even if the show was good the tape was bad you yeah, know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's just makes no sense when you watch it back you're like why you're like this is insane <laughs> this is so stupid yeah yeah there's occasionally i was like i'm the best i'm the smartest person in the world i'd be like i came up with this idea for an emotional support fish and it was the <laughs> best scene in the world and it was like but it was not replicatable and it was yeah. just gone and, and um that's why i love stand-up because it's like well now i have the set and you can have a great video and you can yeah feel like it's not dead as soon as you finish right yeah yeah i do i i do like stand-up way more i mean i guess it is really the control part of being able to pursue it at your own pace and you're writing i mean i moved out here to do acting but i was like i can't like I just I don't want to audition and like wait for people to yes like painfully give away all your power and yeah so stand up was very appealing for me yeah I get that yeah no I mean I also you know I was acting in Asia so when I came here I was like well maybe maybe it'll happen too mm-hmm. and I had a, a manager and like I think after a year found out like he was living in his car with three cats. <laughs> But I believed, I, I still believe in him. But I want to like, be a manager. I keep hearing all these stories and I'm like, I can make so much money off of these idiots. <laughs> Could you? You have to get them jobs. Well, they have to get themselves jobs. I, the, ma- the people that I know with managers do not have, do not get jobs. <laughs> yeah, so you don't get paid anything. You're just sitting around. Both no, of you are like unemployed. What they do, which is illegal, but they'll be like, you got to get more headshots. And then like, they'll constantly, also be the photographer. Constantly telling people to get more headshots. It's like the <laughs> job of a manager is just to be like, you need headshots every week. Yeah. And I'm like, I could definitely These are bad. That. Need more. Yeah, bad. Yeah. We need to get a different look. We got to. Yeah. That's another $300. Well, then we'll get you a job. Oh my God. I mean, I've seen the most crazy people. Like I saw this like acting consultant. She's like, your acting look- consultant. Yeah, And she's like, your look is completely wrong. You need to stop getting your hair professionally done. You need to start dyeing it yourself so that you look what? you look like like poorer because that's more your typecasting. And I was like, okay. Also, that is the biggest insult I've ever. Is it an insult? I didn't even know. Like she said, my hair was too. Your nice. type is poor. No, but so. I, I thought it was cool. I was like, my hair is too nice to get acting. <laughs> that's why I'm not a famous actor because my hair is too. Because nice. I'm not relatable to these peasants. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, I guess I can start dyeing my hair out of a box obviously i never did that but yeah 
that's funny so funny i I just need a dumb job like that like how do you become you need like one credit yeah you gotta get yeah you need like one or two credits yeah yeah and then people will like buy your time and be like yeah or even she's a guru or or even people that i know that teach stand-up classes i see these people i'm like you don't need no you're not you're not qualified to teach that and i'm like well if they're not i could get on on that (laughs) yeah for sure i'm i'm more qualified than they are and i'm not qualified at all Well, if you were in Denver, like, if you just happened to be there for four weeks, you could teach a class. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm an L.A. comedian. Right, right. Yeah, I need to do something like that. Yeah. Bamboozle these people. Yeah, I see all you these. You help them. I'm sure you would Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I could. If someone was a beginner, I think I could help yeah. them. But I just, yeah, too many people think that they have way more skills than they have. <laughs> true, true, as teachers, yeah. But, you know, like, a lot of it is just you're paying because you want someone to like validate you yeah and And a lot of it is like you want someone who will like give you homework and like yeah you have to come to class direction with you could could easily come up with yourself but you would never do it yeah so you know so that that introduces our uh our stand-up class that we'll be teaching it'll be five (laughs) hundred dollars a week (laughs) a week uh yeah um so you're you're back here you we were talking off mic about you're taking a class a writing a writing class yeah Yeah, doing that Mm -hmm. um yeah you're kind of you're kind of looking towards doing some more screenwriting yeah definitely Mm -hmm. making a push towards screenwriting I've, i've written quite a few scripts that are awful and then that's why i started taking this class yeah I was like, I need more guidance. Are you looking to write comedic or what do you? I'm open to anything. I think my bent kind of goes comedic, comedic. Even if I'm writing a tragedy, it ends up being funny. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Same. I can't really be that serious about things. No. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I was, I was in a meeting before this and it, it was a very serious meeting and I just, I really had to just, like, be quiet because I was, like, they're all so, I just want to make jokes. And I'm, like, this isn't the time. Don't do that. It's not the time. <laughs> what kind of meeting was this? Like, a funeral meeting? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the time. Well, it just it's was, a like, sad time. The meeting started out where we had to say our names and our pronouns. And I almost said. Oh, you can't make jokes now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's a meeting, we have to say your pronouns. No jokes. My I was, whole thing now, though, is, like, I hate I've always hated when people call me by my by any pronoun. Yeah. Like, cause I I grew up with like the idea that it's rude. Like, if you're here, you shouldn't say she. And there's the expression exactly. There's the expression like, who's she? The cat's mother. Like, i.e., it's rude. Right. Yeah. You're not supposed to be talking about someone in the third person. Yeah. 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 So room. I'm like the whole pronoun thing. So I'm like, no, no, just say Isabella every time. You yeah, just, yeah. Even yeah. if I'm not there, just be like, Isabella's not here. Like, right. It's not yeah. that hard. I was, but this is what I was gonna say. I was gonna be like, hi, my name is Hannah Rose. My pronouns are she and cunt. But I was like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Where like, is the cunt? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I don't mind being called. Um. Yeah, yeah I, so I, I knew I, I knew get you would right off the bat offend so many people. Yeah, like, I was she's like not taking this seriously. I know, but yeah, I was like, yeah, just be quiet. Don't don't make jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I I just think I just said my name. I was like, just call me whatever. I really don't care. Yeah, I really don't care. Like if I'm here, just call me my name. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm not there, I'm not gonna know what yeah, you Yeah, if I'm not there, you can call me anything you want. You can be like <laughs> Call me cunt. Yeah. People, I know people say cunt behind my back. I know. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like the whatever. Yeah. I feel that same way about pronouns. I'm like, say my name when I'm there. And if I'm not there. I do not care. I don't care. Don't care. Also, call me he. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I really don't care. I like everything. It might be easier if you say she because I look. I, that's how it presents yeah yeah it isn't confusing to people but but it'd be less confusing if you said hannah yeah right <laughs> the least <laughs> like, confusing is it my could name be like like half the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> or no i don't know a quarter and, of the world and now. they is more confusing because that could be multiple people yeah. just say that just say their name yeah just, that's why that's my whole thing just say her name yeah just say his name <laughs> just say the name yeah yeah that's funny um yeah so i i have a hard time trying to d- not d- make jokes yeah. yeah and I, I was just in this short film 
it was fun i just it was it was a serious scene and i just i'm just not that i just really just want to make jokes about everything yeah um so yeah i, I yeah i i get it for sure and to be honest like it's just how it makes life worth living that you can make a joke exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. i just I, I just don't see the point of taking things so seriously yeah like i'm definitely one of those people if something if i hear something sad happen i'll laugh yeah, yeah, yeah but it's yeah, because yeah. It, you know what i mean i know I'm, I'm awful like i was just thinking like when i have to be serious actually it's more in my writing class because yeah you know, everyone's very very you know sincere and i'm sincere too but like i remember like the last class of the last session everyone's like i really love you guys like really like outpours of love and i just wanted to write like i hate you all like i, I love right, them. i love right. them but i just wanted to fuck around like i just it's this desire to fuck around yeah yeah but some people just do not get no, that yeah. and i'm like it's just really not worth me having to like apologize yeah, know, like, explain. <laughs> yeah it was a joke i'm really sorry i didn't read the room yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought you guys would laugh but i guess not <laughs> yeah, yeah same i've definitely been in that boat yeah um trying to think what else i'm just so excited for things to start happening again doing stand-up and you know life to kind of get back yeah i don't know i I like this this year if i think it's been moderately productive for me yeah uh so i don't really mind I i don't really mind and i'm excited to go to austin check out yeah oh yeah you're check out the scene you're going there when are you going to austin i don't know rachel's like i'll help you book a show and i was like i'll book it based on that but then she doesn't want me to go so why she's like just stay here oh indefinitely like it's a sort of like yes you're you're a kidnap situation (laughs) right now (laughs) yeah because you're staying she is staying at our friend's apartment rachel she's like don't leave she's like i have an excuse to cancel isn't she going to austin this month she or did was, she cancel that? Cha- yeah, it got changed. She's like going in June. And I was like, no, I want to go this month. And she's like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, just go. Yeah, I will. I will. I, <laughs> I want to go back. I- it was really fun. And there, I mean, there are, I mean, you just get more opportunities in other places. I don't think Austin is particularly no, special. I think it's just, right now, yeah. a, you know, it's not LA. So yeah, yeah. I'd be excited to go. I mean, you know, maybe I'd. Maybe uh, Tony Hitchcock would let me do Kill Tony because I've done it a few times. Yeah. Maybe he'd be excited to see some LA faces. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm just this summer. I'm just wanting to travel a lot more and see how my material works in other places and just kind of get into the scene in other places. Yeah. Um, so that's I know. I would love to go to like Florida. I've never been to Florida. Yeah, I've never been to Florida. I always hear you always hear like scary things about Florida. I'm kind of afraid of it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, everyone says Miami's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm looking to hopefully just travel more and yeah, just meet more people. And I I think getting out of like that LA bubble of stand up is always helpful. Yeah, I mean it's a weird time in LA because actually like I feel a lot of people have quit and left. Yeah, I'm curious to see who comes back and who yeah. doesn't yeah. there's kind of an influx of that kind of happening right now yeah and some people full-on move to austin it's the only place i've heard of people moving to yeah like i don't hear about people moving to new york yeah she used yeah. to be a big thing yeah would you ever want to do stand-up in new york move i'd there? love to do it in new york like mm-hmm. um i'm just I'm not kind a of huge intimidated. fan of new york oh really <laughs> It's just cold and I, I when you know, I was kind of biased because I had my dog last time and it was so difficult with a dog. Right. Like they're not technically allowed on the subway unless they're in a bag and it was like a whole thing. Oh, really? Um, LA is such a dog friendly city. It's right. Like, although I th- I've heard it's getting less so. People are getting less, less uh, appreciative of the emotional support dog. Yeah. I mean, I feel like dog owners in LA, they just don't they just don't know really how to take care i don't even know how to take care of dogs i feel like i know better than most dog owners in la yeah like for example my friend she has a new dog that she's trying to train that is kind of aggressive and she has him on a leash but all these off-leash dogs come up to him and then she'll be like not friendly like put your dog on a get your dog away from my dog because they're gonna fight yeah and they just like they're just so like wet like and she's like the my dog's on a leash for a reason and your dog shouldn't just be coming out you know what i mean right right yeah 
Um, no, you definitely can't trust other dog owners. Yeah, and I've heard, heard she's just had quite a few instances where other dogs have come up to her dog and the owner's just like not even doesn't even care not even paying attention um yeah Yeah. so it's like is that me (laughs) yeah yeah uh my dog is so naughty like when she's off leash She's, yeah. she's like chasing and barking at little children, freaking them out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's friendly. Um, yeah, and I, I, I've noticed recently that a lot of trails, you can't have dogs oh. now either. Yeah, like a lot of state trail. I mean, even in in California, most state parks, you can't bring dogs on trails. Yeah. Which is interesting, and and especially national parks, you really can't take dogs. But that's kind of all over the country. Yeah, you can't really take dogs because of the uh, the natural law. I think. Yeah, but it, I mean the issue if people just w- national parks, y- if people just kept their dogs on leashes, it would be fine. Mm. But because people, yeah. you know, don't do that, and yeah, go so getting back to it, yeah, I do like New York, but it was <laughs> not that dog. The dog tan. Yeah, yeah, it was not that dog. <laughs> But my dog is back in Hong Kong, so I have much more freedom now to, like... Travel. Yeah, Kind of do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to do stand-up in New York, but for some reason, I have, like, New York on this pedestal. Do you know what I mean? Like, I had a great experience. Um, I don't know if it still exists. I don't know what festivals still exist. Mm -hmm. But I I just went to New York, I don't know, when I was, like, two years in to Mm stand-up. And I did the She-Devil Festival. It was, like, an all-women's comedy festival. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of that. And, um, you know, it was just a lot of fun. And the the way the festival works was like you keep doing five minute shows and you have to keep doing new material oh so i kept getting and it was like a competition and i kept getting through to the next round but i was like running out of material because oh, i was God. very new yeah and i was like i'd already done like 15 minutes of my material and i was like trying to do the next and you're like 20. that's all i got I was, I was like i was getting on stage like fuck i have like so little to do but it was just it's um I recommend if that festival exists it's a yeah. really great introduction to new york because you get to go on some really nice new york stages very fun group all girls all fun nice Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah yeah i'm kind of curious to see like i mean that's that's the way i traveled it's always festivals doing festivals yeah Yeah. i never i i haven't really done a lot of festivals but i'm kind of curious to see i don't know like if they come back or you know like, like half the people who run the festivals and are like you know done with stand-up now so it's like you don't know right and i feel like festivals were a big thing to find talent because we didn't have the internet right yeah but now that we have the internet i'm like it's also like are people are the industry willing to travel to festivals now like right probably not yeah 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 because you can just find people online like <laughs> yeah but also like people just don't like traveling now and who knows right yeah travel restrictions and yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah. um i also heard i don't know if this is true i heard that jfl was bought by an agency or something oh really it's such a big brand name that they'd keep it and um, but maybe it would have less significance for like a, a yeah one person's career i've heard i don't know if this is completely true I heard that it was bought by someone, so now competitors don't even want to go to the festival because it's like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like other agencies. Oh, because so it would just be like a one-stop shop for one agency. Yeah. Oh. So that's interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know all about that. I know I had a friend who worked at an agency who was kind of telling me telling me about it. But interesting. But I wonder. I mean, the big thing about it was the TV went right. NBC went. All the big right. Places the TV. Went. But I think TV people. I don't know. I don't really know. I I think they probably have like alliances with specific agencies and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see like what happens to festivals and. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that they'll maintain this exact same role they had. So. Yeah definitely yeah i mean i feel super lucky to have done the festivals i did uh yeah. just because it was like i probably did them too soon mm-hmm. because really you don't want to be seen by industry until you're like quite good and i wasn't but right it also gave me like a big confidence boost to like get into a festival and be like oh i'm good enough to do this look what i'm doing <laughs> well, i'm doing something <laughs> and a big part of i guess just the entertainment industry as a whole is 
perception is power you know what i mean mm. i've really kind of learned that yeah 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 i mean people like just lie about what they're doing and it's yeah like, yeah they'll give the perception they're working a lot and yeah just kind of busy and then that makes them more desirable exactly i've kind of learned i was like oh you have to be perceived as someone who's working a lot and yeah. doing these sold out shows and now you got this this credit of this festival yeah. and it doesn't even matter if there but was like no one there for sure for sure and i don't know i did all these festivals and i, I always in my head think what's the next thing i want to do and like once i've done that everything will be different and it's like nothing's different yeah like yeah. i did do them all did them pretty much all of them apart from just for laughs and yeah nothing's different I had a great experience met a lot of really cool good for networking yeah met cool comedians um but then like now now it's in my head that like the late night getting a late night slot would be like the change my life but like you know, not some really got, anymore some people have got late night slots and it's like they're still doing the exact same thing yeah like, late night and then late night doesn't seem to exist in the same way you know like yeah. a lot of the the shows have kind of ended or they've just lost huge audiences and yeah definitely yeah late night isn't what it is anymore and it's kind of because it used to be the big the path pad. yeah yeah you know, you get you 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 you, you kind of start working at a club, and then you get on late night, and then you you know, then yeah. you maybe you get an agent, then you start kind of maybe touring, and then you get a sitcom. <laughs> like that was kind of the path. Yeah. But it it kind of seems. Changed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good thing that now it's kind of you can make your own way. For sure, and then I feel like they're much more open to you know, like jack of all trades like i'm a stand-up right. who's a screenwriter who's an actor who's a yeah everything. definitely yeah i so I, I do think it is a positive that now with the internet and being able to make things yourself that you have the ability to kind of go at it in your own direction yeah but it is i think it is now way more competitive it's more competitive but i think that is also still a good thing you've got to have so i mean maybe you always needed it but you do have to have a lot of self-discipline yeah because you can think you could be the most talented person and you're like it's not happening for me and then someone else is like so much more hardworking, and it does happen for them right right yeah definitely yeah i mean i uh, yeah i like where we are where you can kind of make your own thing happen not have to kiss ass that's my biggest thing yeah i know what you mean <laughs> like, uh, do i have to just do i have to change does it change me yeah yeah that's another reason why stand-up appeals to me is because it's a, it massively appeals to me of acting because like you know the whole me too movement was basically you know an exchange of like almost sex for roles and, and i don't think that's gone away yeah fully yeah definitely yeah. not but I do think like stand-ups and comedians are like kind of in this special category where they're like more fuck you to right. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's just it, to me, stand-up was just so much more appealing. Just being in control of being able to do it. Yeah. Whenever you do learn how to be a writer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. I mean, you have to be a good writer to do stand up. Yeah. Even if it is kind of different. Um, but yeah, acting is. Yeah, I just couldn't deal with submitting to an audition and having to drive across town. And oh, it's a lot of grunt work like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure because of COVID. It's all online. Yeah. Which I think is for. Like, why do you need to do an. It, if they're going through like 500 people, maybe you need to come in when you're kind of more, you know, they're, they're farther along picking people. Well, there's like f all these people, like, you, I think it's a cattle call. Like yeah. LA. Like you, you drive like across full of actors. So it's like so much traffic. Role, like what, how many people, 3000 people submit or. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and then you got to drive and you're there for like five minutes. And it's like, well, this is a waste of fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's definitely hard to like maintain the motivation for that. But like people who do really who are really committed to acting, who stay motivated in that and they treat each audition like a job. Right. Even though it feels like nothing and it's five minutes, you know, maybe they'll eventually actually yeah. get success from that. But I get too much anxiety. I'm just like I'd much rather be in control of my success. Yeah. Cause well that is so much of a gamble. I mean, it's it, it really so much just about like, being likable in a room with some person and just being good at like first impressions. It's yeah. like it's like a first impression game. Yeah. 
yeah and that that's not that's not my strong suit yeah. <laughs> well thank you for being on thank you for having me the podcast let's everyone let's um pressure isabella into starting her own podcast oh gosh if you had a podcast what would it be about that's why i always wonder like what i mean the easiest thing is to interview people i think right but yeah to make it sustainable like i don't have any ideas apart from you kind of have to you have to have like some sort of idea to base it around yeah i mean your idea is to up talk about comedy right um mine is to talk talk about women who uh work in boys club industries okay yeah that's quite cool yeah very cool so I'm most I'm mostly just been talking to comics so far because that's who yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 that's you. But I'm trying. It, you can start reaching out. Yeah, yeah. Now that COVID's kind of you can get some like welders and yeah, yeah. Now that COVID's kind of subsiding, I feel like I can reach out to people I don't know a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of the premise of mine. But very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thanks for being on. Dude. Yeah, thanks Do you, you want to plug plug anything? Plug anything. Your socials. Your oh, Isabella is comedy is my um, <laughs> my Instagram. Just yeah, add me. Yeah, and you're you're doing you're hosting a show tonight. Hosting a show tonight. This isn't gonna be out tonight, but yeah. I'm just trying to pimp you out, pimp make people out. know that you're doing things. Oh, always do. Once once or twice a week, there'll be a show that you can buy tickets for. Just look me up. I'll I'll send you the info. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs>